Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football here to uh, review week three. My name is Dave. I got Scott and Cleve with me. Cleve, how you doing? Yo, I'm good, man. What's going on? Scott, how are you? I'm good. I'm All right. Good to be here. Good to, uh, good to have you back uh, this this week, Scott. Um, uh, I'm glad that you're here. I don't know if you saw, but I titled the preview for the show uh, Victory Lapses in because I have some serious victory laps to be taken. So, Cleve, I hope you're ready. Oh, on, 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 on week three? The Eagles, are, the Eagles are 3-0. and <laughs> Tua is 3-0. and And Lamar Jackson's the MVP. What does that mean in, like, week 10, 11, 12, 13? What does I don't know. Mean? Ask me then. But right now. <laughs> it, it means nothing right now. It means absolutely it's, nothing It's right the now. Daytona 500, and Dave's up after lap one. <laughs> well, it's better than being 30, uh, 30 spots behind. That is no, but uh, uh, no, I'm not actually going to take a bunch of victory laps yet. Cause Cleveland's absolutely right. It's a little too early, but uh, it's more to speak. It's more to speak to how we have, well, we have to be careful because we have small sample size. There's high variance of football. We can start to take away some things. Cleve, you said Lamar should be paying until he gets paid. That's true. Um, I said, the Eagles are going to be really good this year. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott, I'm sure you said something. No, not really. <laughs> um, I'm sure no. I said a lot of shit, but that doesn't mean that it was, you know. Well, I do seem to remember you being very high on the Amon Ross St. Brown draft pick. Yeah, I did like that pick yeah. a lot. So that turned out that turned out to be pretty prescient. So it's more just of a, uh, um, you don't want to draw too big of conclusions because Cleve is absolutely right. It's too early to actually start doing victory laps, but you don't want to be so cautious that you're not willing to start taking some stands about things that you believe and things that you see um, uh, to be true. Now, typically, when we go through the games, we start on Thursday night and make our way to Monday night. Cleve, however, has a real job. Uh, it has places to be. So I actually want to start with the Monday night game or the Sunday night game first, uh, and then go in order. The Sunday night game, 49ers 10, Broncos 11. Uh, Kaleva, Jimmy G ran out of the back of the end zone like Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, unfortunately, the, those two guys are going to share that forever because I don't know I don't know who's else, who else is going to do that. That's like Jim Marshall's like, <laughs> touchdown. No one's breaking that record ever. Uh, I, I am aware of the Jim Marshall running the running the wrong way on the scoop and score. Uh, those old NFL films. Thanks, Don. I'm familiar with that. Uh, Scott, as a Lions fan, what were you thinking when finally you saw somebody else's team go running, uh, go around the back of the end zone? I, I mean, it was cool. Whatever. Um, as a Lions fan, there's been so much that's gone on, like on a weekly basis, that that doesn't even register for like whatever. I, I, all I'm saying in that in that game is, can you imagine what the public's outcry would be if it was Trey Lance who who performed exactly like Jimmy G? And what would people be saying? That's a good point. And why That's does Jimmy point. G get a pass for how horrible he played this this long into his career? I just don't get it. I I don't understand I, it. I do. I, do. I understand it fully. I do. So I agree with you and Dave. I do. I do want to say that this is his second week with that team, like with the um, with the uh, ones or whatever. Like he yeah. didn't get. Like he he wasn't supposed to be there. Like he wasn't supposed to play or whatever it is. I get it. So he does get a pass for that. But to your point, Scott, you've been there for a while and you've been in the league for a while. So that does not 
discount that you, that you played like dog shit. It does not. And it wasn't that. just the one play. I mean, yeah, no, no, was, no, no, no. Yeah, was, it wasn't no. one play. Like, yeah, he he had a really bad day. He did. You know? He did. And it's just I I don't know. Has anybody nationally talked about it? Like, or do we yeah. just accept these kind of? Um, these games where these guys just perform that way and they just have these stinker kind of performances and it's just, it's okay. Cause I mean, re- remember what, what happened to Lance after week one in the monsoon in Chicago? Yeah. yeah that was nonstop. <laughs> that yeah. was nonstop. And I mean, maybe some of that's criticism of, of the pick, right? Like maybe that is, it's more criticism of the pick than it is the player, but still it just, it feels to me like and- different standards. And so that I'm clear on this, and you know, Dave, I like poke from you know poking from that Dave about Trey Lance. I don't think he's a um a bad quarterback. I don't think he's. I think he's super athletic. I, th- I think he's great. I just think that he didn't play enough football. I don't know if that was because of COVID that year. Like like their schedule like got tossed away. Like so he he's behind all the other guys in his draft class. Like he's behind because he hasn't really played that much football. That could be a good thing too. But yeah. he he's yeah. just in a he's in a horrible situation in San Fran because they don't know what to do with him. They don't know what to do. They could have played him like you said, Dave, last year mm-hmm. when they knew Jimmy G was like, all right, we've we've gotten as far as we can get with you. You showed us your shit in the Super Bowl. Thank you for your services. Have a lollipop. Get the fuck out of here. And you know? this is a thing. <laughs> this is the thing too because it can be hard in real time, especially for people who aren't. Uh, gamblers game players that sort of thing to think that far into the future but a year ago i was screaming that they need to be playing trey lance for this season and kyle shanahan would have argued that their team was good they could make the playoffs with jimmy g they could have a successful season and they did there's no doubt about that they made the nfc title game that's a successful season we would all take a title game loss for our teams right now but they shortchanged 2022, 2023, 2024 by having that lower ceiling last year. And I say this a lot. I'm going to keep saying it. The goal is to win a Super Bowl, not necessarily the next Super Bowl, right? We are fans of the Lions and the Jets. Our teams are not winning the Super Bowl this year. They should not be making decisions around winning the Super Bowl this year that would harm them going forward. The 49ers couldn't see it last year. And so now of course he got hurt this year, but that that's just something that can happen. Right. Even if he hadn't got hurt, they still shortchanged what they can do. And now they're stuck with Jimmy G again. And I made a note here that I think Jimmy G and Nathaniel Hackett are actually the same person. <laughs> um not 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 physically of course. Jimmy G is otherworldly handsome, obviously. But I at like Hackett the coach, like because he's not he, He's not terrible, but he is so bad, so glaringly obviously he's in a couple in over of his places. Fucking head. He's in over his fucking head. Like he looks like he doesn't know what's going on out there. I don't think, and I don't think Hackett is doing like um, this is real armchair psychology here, but he doesn't strike me as doing very well with catching all this heat. Like I think he oh. knows he's he's struggling not doing the best, but I think like the it's really getting to him like turn on the paper people be like nathaniel hackett he sucks this guy's a bomb like i don't think he was ever ready for that and here here it comes he thought it was gonna be a success he's got all these weapons he's got russell wilson and he sucks and i think that you know he's just not responding well to the criticism do we think that he was aaron Rodgers' bait 
Seriously. Yes. Yes. Like I he think, got I hired. Think, to I think they to... floated that last year. They was yes. like, he's coming there. So that was his, that was his currency. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think he and Russell Wilson are the, are the no. best. Well, so, Russ is so such we... a company man that he wouldn't, Russ wouldn't air him out publicly. If that was Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure. It's just, <laughs> I mean, when, when does, when does Denver, you know, shake it off and, and start to play like everybody thought they would? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand how you can have an offense that talented and be so bad. Yes. <laughs> you like know, you I, and I, I could coach that up. We could coach up. Give me give me a game plan, and I, I could probably get those guys to fucking execute the game plan. No shit. And it wouldn't be all that difficult because you can run, and, and you have lots of skill position. I mean, Javante Williams is, a, is, gonna, is going to be a really good running back. Melvin Gordon is a really good running back. Maybe they both are right now. But you have Cortland Sutton, you have Jerry Judy. Um, you know, the insane. Tim Patrick injury sucks, insane, but you know, dude. it's just like it's they just should be like, running a rough shot in their division yeah. right now. They should be running a rough shot. Yeah, and in their in our, pre- our previews, I know that we talked about the AFC West being, you know, the division of divisions, but you know, again, just like it just seems like the Chargers are cursed. I love that team. I really do, but they're man, snake bit. They're snake they bit. They really are. And these injuries, you know, I don't know how they, um, how are they to make the playoff? Like, I, I know, I know that sounds even probably really just ridiculous to even think right now about it. Losing Slater, I don't know how long Bosa is going to be out for. Losing your center, um, he's hurt again, Bosa. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. I don't know how long he's out for, but I mean, the injuries have, are just brutal. And then the decision to play. Dave, are we getting sidetracked here? Maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I am. I'm a. Um, I'm clearly a professional broadcaster. You can You're talk about my incredible me the, skills. The side eye, like, shut up. We're gonna get there. Oh no, no. I'm just. I'm just glancing at my notes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not side eye. This. This is the shut. We're gonna get their face. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, if you're if you're listening on audio, this is a YouTube live stream as well. There's a link in the show notes. <laughs> subscribe, get the thing so you can see my shut up, we'll get to it face. Um, but Scott, you asked how the Chargers make the playoffs. The answer is they don't. Um, okay. I don't think they can at this point. It's good, it's gonna be hard. I mean, yeah. if Herbert comes back healthy, if you have a quarterback that good, you can swing it, but it's it's uh it's but it's gonna be difficult. Playing him in week three with with uh torn uh, torn muscle tissue in his ribs. Uh, c- come on. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't think that's the greatest decision. I just don't. How how much did you put on the Chargers to win the AFC this year? I did not. I did not. <laughs> As a fan of that of them of that team and and a, a huge fan of some of the players they've picked, like I, you know Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen coming out and Derwin James. Um, you know the Austin Eckler story is awesome. Uh, you know, I like a lot of their players. And and then just to see them constantly dinged up and and never able to overcome the injury hurdle is is just it's got to be brutal to be a, a you know a Chargers fan. We, um, I mean, what's life like for Jake as a as I I would take being a Chargers fan over being a Lions fan. No, absolutely no. All right, oh, okay. no. really? No, okay. So the Chargers have had better collective teams in my lifetime and they have lost the Super Bowl whereas the Lions have never have never made one this is true but there are very few teams that you have to have won multiple Super Bowls 
for me to trade Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson for your squad. I wouldn't even trade it with Seattle. I wouldn't even take the one Seattle Super Bowl to give up having to watch Barry play for my squad. I, I would not for one Super Bowl. I wouldn't do it. So I would not trade places with with the Chargers or Calvin. I mean, too too special. Too special. Not not giving them up for even even just one title. Two, the Giants, or actually in my lifetime, the Giants have won four Super Bowls, yeah. but the two in this millennium, yes, then maybe, but not I'm not trading Barry and Calvin for the Chargers. So you're not you don't you're not a fan of Ladanian at all? Ladanian Tomlinson's awesome, and he's what 20% as good as Barry? 30? I'm not a fan of the guy. <laughs> 20% as good as Barry? 20? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dave, it, it, it's Dave a knows I'm a, go ahead, go ahead, Cleve. Dave knows I'm an error guy, and I would take Barry, 80s, I'm sorry, uh 90s Barry to you know over the Danian Thompson any day. Barry was too special. It was I would too. Yeah, but it's 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 it was a different type of runner, different type of football. The rules are you yes. know were a little different. So yeah, Barry Man, he has he has more reverse yards than a lot of guys have, like you know, positive because he ran so much behind. If he had the line that that Emmett had, his numbers would be, oh my god, twenty thousand oh, yeah. yards. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. This is the easy way to, to to put this. Barry Sanders, Ben, that's right, is like ten times better than Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and Saquon's great. No, like if you just like right now like Barry would get a hundred catches in the right offense right now as well. Like it would just be, it would be absurd. So I would not trade the joy I got getting to watch, getting to watch him for even one Super Bowl. Now um, I certainly would not trade because we're going to transition to this game now since Scott was talking about the chargers um, and I'm nothing if not flexible. Um, <laughs> well, strange this game, I would not trade places with the Jaguars. However, last week I said the Jaguars had a good look at the playoffs because they were kind of favorites in their division, haha, whatever. I'm declaring it in week three. Jacksonville's going to the playoffs. Oh wow. Um we talked about Frank Reich being being on the hot seat weeks ago, correct? Uh, you did and I poo-pooed it and I was wrong, sir. Well, I mean maybe the win this most recent Sunday helps there, but there there's something happening there that is just bizarre. To, to look the way they did in the first two weeks and then to beat Kansas City is strange. It's just it's it's odd. Um, Jacksonville looks really good. I yeah. Mean, if there's if there's one thing I think I hope we can all agree on that anytime anytime you get the opportunity to bag on Urban Meyer, you should take it. <laughs> we, I mean, you really should. It's just kind of an unwritten rule. Uh, as look at how poor of a job he did last year, and Doug Peterson's there for what an off season and three games and. That looks like a real team. That's a good team. Yeah, uh, Cleve, Trevor Lawrence's stat line in this game, 28 of 39, 262 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. It's it's what they it's what they drafted for. Yeah. This is his rookie year. Yes. We should just throw out last year. I mean, yeah. It's just it was such a disaster all the way around. I think we just treat Trevor Lawrence as a rookie this year, it'd just be the most accurate way to view uh, Trevor Lawrence going forward. Yeah, Jaguars 38, Chargers 10. You know, so the Jags are 2-1 and one now. And when you look at the rest of their division, honestly, Cleve, tell me a team that you would for sure bet 
in the AFC South for sure is better than Jacksonville. Is it Houston? No. Is it Tennessee? Nope. Colts? Nope. Yeah, right. And they all have to play the AFC West. And the Jags have a win over the Chargers. All the teams have to play the Chargers. There's a good chance, even with these injuries, the other three teams don't beat the Chargers. This could be a game the Jags have on everybody else going forward. So I'm declaring it in a week three, Jags to the playoffs. I can get by on that. Good. Excellent. Uh, bet it now while it still has value. <laughs> don't don't wait, Cleve, like on Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. I, you know, they're the favorites now in the NFC in betting markets. Yeah, no, it's – I mean, they have looked really good. Yeah, yeah. they do. Um, now, going back, going back to last Thursday night – which every time we do the show, it feels like it was six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers 17 at the Browns 29. First things first, the George Pickens catch. Did you guys both see this? Yeah. Sick. Absolutely sick. sick. Here's my question for you, Cleve. Was this a better catch than um, the Odell Beckham catch? I No, because the Odell Beckham, did he score a touchdown on that one? He did. Yeah, it was the, the and, and it was three fingers. If I, if, yeah, so that's yeah, the only the, that's the only reason the 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 difficulty I think for the picket catch was he had to get under it as the guy was on him, mm-hmm. so that made it like look really really good. But Odell's to to know where you are, presence of mind to come down inbounds, and again we don't really know what a catch is now in the NFL <laughs> to control three fingers on the ball. It's yeah. The degree. So yeah, I would always take Odell's catch because I just think that the presence of mind to to score, you know, it was like out of bounds and all. You know, he was in bounds. Whatever. He scored. So yeah. And the um, one other thing I noticed too, because I went, I watched them like back to back next to each other. Yeah. Um, Scott, I noticed that Pickens seemed to have more extension on his. Like he like leaned back way further. Yeah. Closer to the ground, but um. Odell had a much harder landing. Odell came down hard as hell on his back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, it was, Odell was significantly uh, higher off the ground than Pickens was yeah. in making the catch, which to me makes the Pickens catch even more ridiculous. The, <laughs> the the body adjustment and then to be parallel with the ground the way he was, stretch out the arm, catch the ball. It's just, it's ridiculous. It just is. Um, I'm with you guys. I think the Odell catch was a more difficult catch because there was more, uh, I mean, the defender was all over him too, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And it, and he scored and it's just down the sideline. It was the first one of those kind of catches where you were just like, what did I just see kind of thing? Uh, to both are just incredible, incredible catches. Pickens yeah. has got, he's got something though. He, he does, man. He's, um, He's perfect for that city and what their history with what you know receivers is. Yeah, real uh real Lewis Lips vibes from uh <laughs> I just I just shared the nugget with you guys offline later. Um Morgan State catch uh about 14 years ago. You're gonna love the down and distance on that catch. Did you you guys remember that I, catch? I, I know I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know which one it is. Sick. Um so then, uh, Scott, I do have another, one last thing on this game because, again, Browns 29, Steelers 17. Not much to talk about here except for one thing, Scott. When in the world did they go put Kenny Pickett in the lineup? I don't know because every week that goes by, you're uh, telling 
you know, players that you recruited to come to sign there. Uh, we're going to be competitive. We're going to, you know, um, you're, you're making yourself look silly trying to force this quarterback who clearly is not going to work there and is not in the long-term plans because you took one in the first round. Uh, make the change now. I, don't, I just, there's no reason at this point to be playing Trubisky. He's not playing well. Uh, he's holding everybody back. He's holding back your your ability to to give the quarterback you drafted enough games to get a vibe for what he is as a player. And that's the most important thing after drafting them is to, to understand quickly whether sure. they work or don't. And right. when they don't, to be able to shed and move on immediately. And is this Mitch's like fifth year? Is he four? Uh, is he four in? Be sixth. Sixth? Yeah. yeah. It's 2017. Yeah. 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 It's okay. We've seen enough. We've seen yeah, enough. I mean, he's it's not like <laughs> his second or third year where yeah, he needs we've seen play. enough. He's done. He's a finished, he's a finished player with very little upside if there is any, as opposed to a guy who who has not been, you know, a rookie. Um they're not winning anything. They're not going to be all that competitive. I don't. I don't know. Like, see what you got in the in the kid. See what you got. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the thing where we are in the NFL. You need to figure out what you have as fast as fast as possible, as exactly. fast as you can. Right. And there is something we have figured out. Uh, Cleve, who leads the NFL in passing yards and passing touchdowns right now? Is it Tua? <laughs> it is. No, in no. Fact, sorry. Is, is is it Lamar? No, it is Tua. Okay. <laughs> it had, is. Uh, Lamar had Tua. ten. Did he say that? He did in the press conference. Is that um, what he opened with? Uh, it was. Now he was probably concussed, so he probably didn't know what he was saying. Oh come on, his back was bothering him. <laughs> but he did. Uh, he did. In fact, he did. In fact, say this. So, uh, by the way, this should just be the new Dolphins logo, in my opinion. <laughs> Stop it, Cleve. <laughs> um. So. Uh, Dolphins 21, Bills 19. I remember uh, last week Cleve was saying the Bills are going to go down there to take care of business and all this. The Dolphins find a way to win once again. But the main there's two things uh really talk about from this game. The first, Cleve, how many pass attempts did Josh Allen have in this game? Pass attempts? Uh-huh. Uh, under, under 40. 63. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's probably yeah. locking him with the big with the big ice on his shoulder at that point. He's like the big thing on his shoulder. Wow. Yeah. 63. Talk about being inefficient. Holy. Yeah. 42 of 63 for 400 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. So the Bills can't run the ball is basically the point. The point, the point of that. Uh secondly, uh Cleve, you are a personal trainer and not a doctor, but you're much closer to being a doctor than Scott and I. Tua had a concussion, right? Yes. Well, I mean, he's stumbling like he's drunk. Yeah, his belt. Yeah, it, and honestly, man, we've seen enough in the NFL, you know, and we're all old enough to to know what '80s football looked like, and if some of us even '70s football looked like, he was clearly his bell was wrong. Like he, you know, it looked dangerous. Yeah. So Ben asked, final results aside, should Tua have played the second half? No, absolutely not. No, no. I mean, it's you got to save these guys from themselves. But again, you know, it, we're all watching someone stumble around from being hit hard. You know, that's that's the side of football I would never understand is that you're going to risk someone's health to to win a game. 
It's crazy. Yeah. And the backup is Teddy Four Picks. I mean, it's not like they have nobody behind them. <laughs> Teddy Four Picks. <laughs> it, um, it was a bizarre scene. Um, he did hit the back of his head on the ground. He did. Mm-hmm. He got up. He looked like he had no control over either leg. Mm-hmm. I would buy the I'd buy the back issue story if it was just like one leg that was just like uh uh-uh. uh like a you know like a big severe back spasm would would make it look like that but it looked like he was just disconnected um yeah. you know from his brain to his legs when um, i was in when i was in high school you know what the protocol was in 1990 it was who's the, who's the governor of the state in new jersey who's the president and who will be playing no, I'm sorry. What are you playing right now? Like, like, what are you like? What are you? You're in the game as what? A running back, a tight end. Like, what are you in the game as? It would be like three stupid questions like that. And if you got two out of three, you're going back in. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah, you're going back in. I'm, I shit you not. I it's it was, bro. I I was like, man, that's scary looking, bro. I was like, wow, this is he's he's fucked up. He's hurt. Yeah, I cannot believe that he went back in that game. Also, I can't believe they're going to continue to insist on the the back injury. I'm glad the NFLPA is out here saying things like, "We well, we want to investigate and find out what happened." Of course, because yeah. that is they are full of shit. I mean, yeah. allegedly, I guess, um, uh, just in case. But like, come on, like yep. that that was that was a concussion. Last thing on this game, the awesome awesome tantrum by Ken Dorsey as the game ended in the offensive coordinator in the up in the booth. <laughs> Yes, it's fucking lost it, bro. <laughs> he, he did, he, and, and you could tell too that like he could not control himself. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he I couldn't. Think he forgot there was a camera up there. <laughs> I don't think he cared. I, I think he, I think it was in a full like berserker war frenzy. He would have just charged the army by himself with one axe and no armor. I mean, he was just losing his mind, and I was here for it because he wasn't like upset at like a particular person or like that. He was just so mad about everything coming together from the lose this game. And he just, yeah, he lost. Wham. <laughs> um, also if the NFL does not, um, or if Microsoft does not take advantage of all this with Brady and Dorsey breaking these tablets for a commercial, oh, they're man. completely missing out. That's a super bowl. This needs to be a commercial for the yeah. tablet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the commercial is real easy to write. Like I'm on the sideline and, Aaron Rodgers just throws a 70-yard bomb with this surface, and I pick it up, and, hey, it still works. Yeah, I was going to go with the old steamroll, like throw it on the the ground, run into the tunnel, and get on a steamroll and just drive over it a couple of times. It's done. It works. (laughs) You know, one of the things that stood out to me with the Dolphins real quick before we move on is Jalen Waddell and how good he is. Jalen Waddell's the truth. How good he is. I know he got discounted in the draft process, and I could tell you stories for a long time about people uh really discounting his size without looking at the at his, some of the some of this does happen where you just you scout size and that's it you don't even watch games but when you watched him play he would be like um he would be happy to get up into traffic and uh you know work the contested catch game he was mm-hmm. great at it and he was and it, it, you know there were no size issues at all He's a great route runner. I don't, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's tough for me to, to you know, just to hear that he's too small to play as an outside receiver in the NFL because he's going to have to deal with physicality. And I can I can show you here's ten examples of him 
you know, against Georgia and against Clemson and other teams where he's double covered and he's up in traffic making catches. He's good at this stuff. Mm -hmm. He was a complete player coming in. I, you know, I know he wasn't thought like that by everybody, but he is, I mean, he is legit. He is a really good player. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is. uh, He's fantastic. I would have taken him over Devontae Smith in that draft class uh, for sure. Not over Jamar Chase, (laughs) Jamar Chase first. Um, I would have even taken Jalen Waddle over Amon Ross St. Brown. Please do not tell the sun God I said that. I don't want him showing up at my door <laughs> uh, yeah. looking, looking to have a word. Oh. <laughs> uh, so the next game here, Cleve, Bengals 27 at the Jets 12. I love the Jets this year. The Jets could beat the Bills by 10 or lose to the Texans by 45. Like, they could do anything, any game. It's it's kind of like the the running joke. It's kind of like the running joke, bro. Like you, you see one one week, everyone's like, "Oh," and then the next week is like, "Oh, okay." Just end the season, Jets. Just end the season. Okay, you guys, <laughs> and get that. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, we're taking receipts, though. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so far, you got a receipt from Cleveland. <laughs> Whatever that's good for. Pancake oh, no. dinner, bro. Yeah, exactly. Get twenty percent off a ticket to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, which would be in Detroit anyways. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, nothing really too much on this game. I mean, the Bengals were always in control. This game was shaping up to be a shootout. Garrett Wilson and T. Higgins both got hurt after having like five catches for 90 yards. And then the game just like sputtered to a halt. The last usage you know I have in this game is that Brees Hall, the rookie running back for the Jets, got 13 targets. Uh, so like – is he Christian McCaffrey if the offense gets a little better around him? Because that's a lot of targets for a running back. That's like Ronnie Harmon numbers. It's crazy, bro. Ben gets a lot of targets. <laughs> how much? How much did you make, Ben? Put it. Put it up on the screen. Yeah. So Ben says this game was the easiest bet I've ever made in my life. So obviously he took the Bengals to cover on the road. Um, always an easy bet taking the road teams to cover. Um, next game here we got the Raiders twenty-two at the Titans twenty-four. Uh, Scott, the Raiders are 0-3, and I think Josh McDaniels is only dodging a bunch of grief because Nathaniel Hackett sucks so bad. Possibly, but he did have a meeting with with Mark Davis uh, this week that apparently didn't go well. So um, I can't imagine after the free agent moves they've made to bring in Devontae Adams and paying Derek Carr and all these things – to start the way they've started and to look as bad as they have on offense, it's not a great look. No, it is not, Cleve. You know, you know why I say stop throwing the dust balls, right? You cannot win the game focusing on dust balls. Mm-hmm. Dust balls are there for a change of pace, you know, catch the defense slipping a little bit. They do some of the dirty work. I'm not saying they're not important to the game, but they cannot be the future of the offense. You can almost never win like that. So in this game, uh, Darren Waller had three catches. Devontae Adams had five catches. There was no Hunter Renfro. Cleve, who led the Raiders with eight catches for 130 yards and a touchdown? Jeez, I have no I have no idea. Matt Collins. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Exactly. Waiver wire stud week four. Uh yeah, he was, I mean, he was he was uh kind of easy to see in DFS as well, though he was so owned I didn't I didn't play him at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, but still like you lose a game by two points. Matt Collins has eight catches. Darren Waller has three. 
I'm just saying, flip those numbers, you might win the game, right? Like, good teams get the ball to their best players. Matt Collins is not your best player. If they're taking away Darren Waller and taking away Devontae Adams, the solution is not to feed the dust ball. It's to find a way to get the ball to Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. So, Cleve, what size are you going to get your Matt Collins jersey in? (laughs) (laughs) No. I wow. guess that's a no. <laughs> no. I have no idea who this fucking guy is. Yeah. Um, didn't even say anything about the Titans. Derrick Henry had an okay game, but watching this game, I did not see anything impressive about the Titans at all. They need to put yeah, it on they the look uh, a little bit wayward. <laughs> you know, like Tannehill looks like he's his age is done. Just he's, a touch he's done. catching up. He's done. You know? He's done. He does. He he looks he looks a little bit lost. Um obviously losing AJ Brown's a big deal. Oh, who'd have thought? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> Losing one of the strongest, fastest, most efficient wide receivers of football. Traylon Burks is going to be a very good player. I, I mean, I think he will be a very good pro wide receiver. But he won't be as good as A.J. Brown. But he's not A.J. Brown. And, who is? Um, you know, we're going to see the Derrick Henry stuff just kind of fall off. Yeah. It's, when it ends, it's going to end very quickly. Yeah. If you're holding Derrick Henry in a fantasy league, the next big game he has, it's time to sell. Yes. Hopefully it's take, this week too. Like you get him back to back. <laughs> yeah. Ship him. Ship him. Yep. Um, except for our boy Jake, who's trying to buy him, but that's okay. Um, go Chargers. So the next game here, we got, we got the Saints, wow. the, Saints, the Saints 14 at the Panthers 22. This game sucked. Um, yep. This was an awful game. The only thing of note that I got out of this game, Cleve, is that Chris Olave is an absolute player. Last year, three or last year, last week, 364 air yards. This year or this week, nine catches for 147 yards. Didn't score a touchdown, but still nine for 147. He is one of only a couple wide receivers to have more than 80 yards in two of their first three career games. I did not write down the list, but it's like Randy Moss, Anquan Bolden, Deshaun Jackson. Like Will Fuller, yeah, you're you're in rare air, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> you're in rare air. Yeah, Jameis um, had a couple picks. Yeah, Jameis was terrible. There we go. Although I think on like two, a Jameis actually does have a broken back, so that could be. <laughs> yeah, he does have stress fracture in, the, in his vertebrae in his back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, last week or a couple weeks ago, Cleve, I asked about the the tearing the pec and why that be so bad for a football player. Nobody needs to explain to me why having a cracked back. Would be bad for a football player. I got that one on my own. That yeah. one I can figure out. <laughs> that seems pretty easy to see. Um, also, Alvin Kamara might be dust. His usage was good, but he was terrible in this game. Got a strip six against them. Um, you know, too too early to really close the door on Alvin Kamara quite yet, but it goes fast at running back. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the same age as Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley's driving DoorDash. So it could <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, I mean the end. The end is here, and it's it's an it's an unadjustable wall. It's here. Yes. Yep. Uh, next game: Ravens thirty-seven at the Patriots twenty-six. Cleveland Lamar Jackson is the MVP at this point. Eighteen of twenty-nine, two hundred eighteen yards, four touchdowns to one interception, eleven carries, one hundred and seven yards, and another touchdown. I would give every game ball. Like to the GM, I just walk in his office, don't say shit to him in like my robe, slippers, and I'm like, here you go. Get I get the Brinks truck, back it up. 
I would add and back it up. <laughs> yeah. it up I would add another million dollars a year after every touchdown. Like on my Twitter, <laughs> like as my profile, it would only be like seven years, three hundred and fifty million, and the next like after one touchdown, seven years, three hundred fifty-one million, seven years, three hundred fifty-two million. Guys, <laughs> what the guys? What are the definitely, the Ravens have just come not are committed to not giving him the contract that he's looking for, meaning meaning a fully guaranteed contract. Because they could do that. They could just make it a business decision that we're not paying a quarterback the current market uh, contract, which is the Deshaun Watson fully valued deal. They're too valuable. They're too valuable yeah. once you get one of these guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the line. I agree. I agree with that. They stumbled like, into one like <clears throat> beyond the, around one, you know, with Lamar. And it just strikes me as if they found value in Lamar, they wouldn't have let it get to this point. So there's something there. Yeah, they're stupid. They're yeah, stu- if, exactly. If, you, if you're gonna give a guy what Deshaun Watson got that hasn't played football in damn near two years, and you got this guy going out there doing that type of shit against finely tuned athletes, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Also, also, I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like anything about Cleveland, really. Uh, sports wise, I mean, uh, and I, um, love the fact that their franchise picked up a move to Baltimore. Like it was amazing when it happened. I was 12. I was cheering. It was, it was incredible. Uh, cause most Cleveland fans are Ohio state fans. I like when bad things happen in a sports context to Ohio state fans, but it is kind of nice seeing that the Browns are the ones screwing over the, the Baltimore Ravens here. Now they did it to themselves, this terrible contract for this scumbag Deshaun Watson, but it is having a bad effect or a bad effect now on the Ravens. I would be happy if the Lions, Paul says, if they don't pay him Detroit Lion Lamar Jackson, I'd be happy if the Lions gave him $50 million a year, fully guaranteed. Uh, I, yeah. would, I would do that for the Jets too. I would go out and petition like, hey, everyone put a dollar in, pass the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you would need to for the Jets uh, after Woody Johnson's bad vaccine and uh, bribes for the Scottish golf course. They're a little cash <laughs> oh. up there in New York. Um, Woody Johnson, uh, God, Mark, so An- Mark, <laughs> Mark Andrews, eight catches, 89 yards and two touchdowns. He is the best tight end in fantasy right now. He's not the best tight end in the league. That's George Kittle, but he is the best tight end in fantasy right now. Um, you know, he's running a route on like 90% of, uh, Lamar Jackson drop backs. So they're not using him to block because why would you, he's a great pass catcher. Other people could block. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Andrews, is on pace again to have another great season because the Ravens again have to throw because their their defense is not good. Uh, only note on this game for the Patriots, uh, Scott Mac Jones has what's known as a what they call a severe high ankle sprain. Yeah, what is the difference between a severe high ankle sprain and a high ankle sprain? I think it's as simple as as um, most high ankle uh, sprains require rest to recover. Some of the really, really bad ones require a, a surgical procedure to uh, stabilize the connective tendons, ligaments, that kind of stuff. Cleve, you would know a lot more about this than I do. No, no, you're 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 right in you're right in the wheelhouse of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah he he's gonna he's gonna be out at least three weeks. At least three weeks. I'm saying four on on the on the long money, but yeah, he's you know. And he didn't look good, right? No, no. Yeah. But yeah, it was ugly. But his plays are being called by Matt Patricia. 
this year for Mac Jones could be a year zero, like last year was for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> right? It's just out of order. It's year zero. But if, but if, <laughs> like if Matt Patricia called the play all year and Mac Jones seems to regress, and the next year they go and hire like an actual offensive coordinator, and then he looks way better, I will not be shocked. Right? I will not be shocked. Like Russell Wilson looks like Jimmy G right now because of the coach. Yeah. Right. So I could see that Mac Jones struggling may not have all that much to do uh, um, to sign. Ben says as a Lions fan that he would cut off a pinky toe to sign Lamar Jackson. He's not alone. Wow. I don't think I could justify that to Megan. But if I could, I would too. Like if I could get her on board with mutilating my, my pinky toe to get Lamar Jackson on the Lions – I, I would do it too. I just don't know that she would quite uh, you know, quite quite go. Yeah, it's a, quite it goes go a little too far, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but again, as a lion, as Lions fans, we are used to having the most electric player in the game on the Lions. And to me, Lamar's a perfect fit for the Lions. He'll come in, he'll be great. They'll I'm never sure. win a playoff game. It'll be amazing. How fucking stupid are the Ravens? I I just my mind is blown, bro. Yeah, yeah, and this is going to be a, a topic until they sign him, right? Oh, yeah. So all anybody's talking about is how stupid they are for not signing him. Just a self-own all the way around. Um, next game here, we do have the aforementioned Detroit Lions 24 and the Vikings 28. Just a couple notes here. The Lions blew a 14-point fourth quarter lead. That is uh, no grit. The Lions were unable to get a first down to seal the game. No grit. The Lions lost despite Justin Jefferson having four catches for 40 yards. Uh, no grit. The Lions wear hats that say grit. They have toughness written on their wall, but they're like a finesse, fancy pants, like Prius driving, latte sipping suburb team. Like they're not a lunch pail, hard go to work team. They have like super fast wide receivers and DeAndre Swift is flashy. I don't under like the, what they're trying to espouse doesn't actually match what they do. And they're kind of soft. Uh, Scott, am I crazy? Yes. Okay. Only from, uh, I mean, you know, the passing game is, is, uh, you know, it's hard to be gritty in your passing game. You know what I mean? It's not like, that's just not how it works. But You have to have Julian Edelman. It's the only way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, the way they've been running the ball in this old school power football approach is all about grit. It is all about moving bodies, double teams. Um you know, moving the dude in front of you, uh, counters, pulls, traps, whams, all these things that were our college concepts, or even on some level, high school concepts where they're looking at, they're looking across at the defense and the defense is smaller because, you know, defenses today are, are all about trying to stop the pass. So when you bring in your extra nickel defender, who's around, you know, 195 pounds, whatever, you know, the, the extra cornerback, and you decide we're bringing in an extra tight end, we're going to go 12 personnel, and we're just going to run it down your throat, that's grit. That is absolutely grit. Now, they went away from that for a few minutes in the in the fourth quarter of the Vikings game. There were a couple of situations where they did very confusing things. Obviously, the, the latest was 
attempting the 53-yard field goal that had no chance. Yeah, um, I'm glad I'm glad he owned that and he apologized because that was dumb as shit. So it, it was super dumb, and it was the first time he's been real passive. Like he really, you know, for a guy who prides himself on being uber aggressive, they they have been and they were even in this game. You know, there was they were up with like at the 330 mark, they had a chance to kick maybe a 45 yard field goal to go up six. And they passed on that to go for to go for it on fourth down as well. They didn't get it. But then now you go you're back, you know, even further back and you're kicking a field goal on fourth down instead of going for it on fourth down to end the game. It's just what if yeah, what if that was a like a fucking like a playoff game or something like like those type of mistakes can't happen. Ever, yeah, no, it can't happen no. ever. No, no, you, yeah. you, and the, again, the Lions don't have the margins um, to to make these kind of mistakes and continue to win games. Uh, I mean, there's there's some good stuff that comes out of that game. Justin Jefferson was kind of locked up by Jeff Okuda physically. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have help over the top. All that stuff, he did. There were bracketed coverage and all those things, but the way. Akuda bullied him and kind of beat him up at the line of scrimmage and, and press coverage was really, really impressive. Uh, Jefferson had a hard time getting off the ball in that game. He just did. There is something going on with the Vikings where they are not getting the ball to Justin Jefferson like they should. Yeah. Similar to the Raiders, both Jefferson and Devontae Adams exploded in week one and then quite week two, quiet in week three. The Vikings were lucky to win this game. Yes, they were. Lucky. Like, it took a huge Lions mistake where they would have won. And so I do feel confident in saying that the Lions lost this game more so than the Vikings won it. I mean, that's whatever. You know what I mean, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, four for 40 for Justin Jefferson is not going to cut it. Like, you need a big mistake from the other team for that to cut it, right? Yes. You have yeah. to be getting the ball to Justin Jefferson if you're if you're going to compete. And this division is wide open for the yeah. Vikings right now, and they need to be able to take advantage of it. And right now, they're um they're not. Last night on this game, DeAndre Swift out for a couple weeks with a shoulder injury. They're saying that he'll be back after the bye for the game against Dallas, which could also be Dak's first game back for uh, the Cowboys. So this is not financial advice. But if you can get an early over-under on that game now on your book, take the over now because if Swift and Dak come back, that line is going to jump way up. Again, not financial advice. Remember, if you make a bet because I said it and you lose and you complain to me, you have to fight Cleve. That's the rule, so don't do it. Um, (laughs) Wow. uh, Next game here, we have the Eagles 24, the Commanders 8. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now. Khalib, true or false? True. Scott? Yeah, right now I think they are, and I think they have their their future for them. The setup in the future is they couldn't be better. They have $35-plus million in cap space. They have uh, New Orleans's first-round pick next year. They have their own first-round pick next year. That New Orleans first-round pick could be a top-ten pick. It could. It could. You're looking at, uh, I mean, looking at just at that team and what their needs are, you might get one of these premier pass rushers. You might get the best cornerback in the in the draft. Um, you might get elite playmaking safety. And then you have your own pick. 
You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of ways that you can improve that team. Um, you know, you know what they might do if they have two first round picks and they get their first at a certain position off the board, Scott. They might take Bijan. Oh boy. Right, they might be like, "This is what we need. We have two first-round picks, so we have a couple pieces of value here." Uh, Bijan Robinson, for the listeners, is the best running back prospect in this class. Plays for Texas. Can Fantastic. you imagine him on that offense? Wow, it'd be disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, no, they shouldn't. They should take Blake Corum in the third round because that's yeah. how that's the better way to draft. But yeah. you could you could see them you could see them doing that, Khalif. Uh, your boy Carson Wentz fell back to earth in this game. 25 of 43, 211, no touchdowns, no picks. And they fucked him up pretty good. Yeah. Sacked the what like nine times. <laughs> yeah. Like some... <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. the commanders were listless. Their first points in this game were actually a safety, which came in the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah. At one point the game was 24 to 2. Yeah. I... Score dummy. Game... Yep. Yeah, it's a game that's built for red zone, bro. Like, awful. Yeah, yeah. We'll cut over when Jalen Hurts does something cool. Other than that, we're not you going to The other there. thing that the Eagles could do if they're smart is not pay Dallas Goddard because he's a good tight end and he's going to need to get paid and use one of these first round picks on a player like Michael Mayer or, or Bowers or, you know, somebody where it's yeah. like rookie that- deal. You know what I mean? Like, but Bowers is in two years. Could they do that? Could they tag Goddard next year and then take Bowers the year after that? I don't know. Uh, I think this is Goddard's fourth year, so his fifth year option would be next year. So yes, that potentially could work. Maybe it's maybe it's Michael Mayer instead of Bowers. Maybe. Uh, it's a good way to save money. Cleve, I know, I know you're not watching uh, all the college games, especially with Middle Tennessee State beating your Hurricanes by three touchdowns this weekend, um, and Rutger, your Rutgers losing to Iowa. But Brock Bowers is a tight end for Georgia. He is a tight end, and he scored a 75-yard rushing touchdown this week. Yeah, it was his second rushing touchdown of the game, longer than 30 yards. He's a Cordell Patterson of fucking college. This dude is sick. He's from like Northern California. Goes to Georgia because he's just the man. Steps on the field as a true freshman, dominating targets. He's a true sophomore, so he's coming out the 2024 draft and at it tight end. Wonder about Eric, uh, Eric Gilbert too. If yeah, Bowers' presence created such uh, havoc for for Gilbert that he just had to walk away. Yeah, they actually have two top tight end prospects on Georgia and the second one can't even see the field because this Bowers kid is so good. I don't want to think about Bowers on the Eagles right now. That's depressing as a fan of another NFC team. Um, Moving on to the next game, a game that I actually think was the worst game on the afternoon slate, right? Chiefs 17 at the Colts 20. Yeah. This game was ass. Pure ass. Like nobody was good. I don't remember who made a play in this game. Nobody did anything of note. Somehow points were scored. But the big thing in this one, Cleve, did you see the argument between Mahomes and Biennemi at the mm-hmm. end of the first half? Mm-hmm. What did it look like to you? It looked to me like Mahomes is kind of sick of Biennemi's shit. Cleve, what did you think? I think I think Biennemi is sick of, of um, 
I create a game plan and you just willy nilly my, you know, the hard work I put in to do it. Cause like every, anyone who's watched a lot of football should know, like the quarterback is, is on the field. You're getting the on, on the field perspective from the, you know, whatever the game plan that goes in Patrick Mahomes is the kind of guy that can go off script. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's what it, it comes down to. It's a power struggle. It, it, it's like when um, Peyton and, um, and Dungy, Dungy would they would send him the playbook like in March or whatever before OTAs, and he would just take out seventy pages. Like I don't need this, I'm running this. Here you go. Yeah. You know, I, I I think it's a power struggle. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons why Hill got moved is because because Mahomes was was so predisposed to be off script. Yeah, ad libbing. Something yeah. we were trying to limit. And Andy, Andy's, Andy's fine with it because he's a he's that type of coach. Once they're once it's productive, like it it works a little bit, he's yeah. with it. But I think the enemy's like, hey, listen, I want fucking run that play, and Mahomes like, nah, I'm seeing something different. I'm I'm gonna run what I see. Yep. And in this instance, Mahomes was a hundred percent right. Not just in hindsight, but in real time. You have to always take any opportunity you can to get points. And the Chiefs always have a reasonable opportunity because they have such a great quarterback. So with 26 seconds and, like, no timeouts from your own 25, go for it. Like, try to get down the field and get some points. And they would have come in really handy in this game had they been able to do that. To just sacrifice a possession, like, makes no sense. It does if you're if you're Danny Dimes playing behind that offensive line and Micah Parsons is living, you know, on your yeah. back. It mm-hmm. doesn't when you have Patrick Mahomes. The enemy was 100% wrong. He was wrong at the time. And I actually thought Mahomes did a decent job of not exploding on him because, like, his voice and tenor was one thing, but the look in his eye was like, if we weren't on TV right now, I would be destroying you. The right? only the only other look that was more dubious than that was uh, Adrian Peterson and, and Sean Payton. You remember that look when he was walking past them? I said, oh, my yeah. God, he's going to commit yeah. a murder. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you looked at Mahomes' body language and his mouth, he was having a reasonable discussion about something that he disagreed. His eyes were Ken Dorsey slamming that tablet. Yeah, I, he I was have no, pissed. I have yes. no problems with that kind of stuff because it shows about the passion and, you know, we want to win and there's more than one way to do things. But I agree with you, Dave. Like, if I'm on the field and I'm seeing something different and you're you're trying to install some shit that's not working and I have the freedom from the head coach to kind of, like, go off script, I'm fucking going off script. Because Andy yeah. would have to rein... Andy has to rein that shit in. Yeah. And honestly, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, like... I would just yeah. tell Eric the enemy, like, well, yeah. you're you're employed at my discretion. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, welcome for the rings, motherfucker. Like, welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> you, you are welcome to go coach the Broncos anytime you like. Um, yeah. I mean the Patriots need an OC. Like, how about we bring Alex Smith Jones. back? <laughs> you know, like uh, oh, man. man. One leg Alex Smith and Jimmy G. <laughs> Alex <Jeez>. Smith. <laughs> man. Um, yeah, so I know I had no problem with uh with what Mahomes uh did there. I really don't think his behavior was out of line, even though it was clearly intense. But honestly, even if it had been, I because he was being was just so obviously wrong. Like Mahomes is right, we have to try to get points all the time. And they they didn't do it. So um I, I'm with them. But other than that, this game sucked. Cleve say a play that happened in this game, literally anything. 
No. Scott? Jonathan Taylor uh, carry off tackle for one yard. Exactly. Right? Somebody scored a touchdown. I don't know who. <laughs> right? Because the Colts won 20 to 17. I also don't think this means very much for the teams in like in general and how we how we view them. Um, it's just one of those one of oh, those did games. Jelani Woods. Did, mm. did Jelani Woods have a touchdown? He had two touchdowns. There you go. Way to blow up my bit, Scott. Obviously, I know who scored the touchdowns. Yeah. Yes, Jelani Sorry. Woods had two. Jelani Woods had two touchdowns. And good call. You did on uh, during the draft. You had you had Jelani Woods as the number one tight end, right? Yes, I believe yep. so. Yeah, um, so I had a fact that I don't know, but I think so. I think I agree with. Before we move on, I agree with Ben. There's like I have no problems with disagreements and and fights and stuff. But Ben's right. Like you're professionals, you're on TV. It's it's a primetime game. You know, save that shit for the thing. But again, in the heat of the moment, I so I completely disagree with that. So okay. Ben says he could have done that in the locker room, though. I completely disagree from Mahomes' point of view because a lot of Mahomes' power and influence comes from how popular he is. So a lot of his influence over the result going forward. Is from public opinion coming down on the enemy, right? If they have this argument behind the door, behind closed doors, it's less likely next week Mahomes will get his way and they will go for points. But if all week people on sports talk radio are clowning the enemy because Mahomes is clearly right and getting his ass about it on TV, now it's more likely next week Mahomes will get his way. And since his way in this case is better for the team to win games, I think Mahomes was in the exact right spot to do it and I think his tone was right I think if he had ripped off his helmet and like been in his face and pointing and screaming and yelling that would have been over the top but to display his displeasure with this terrible decision publicly for everybody to see so everybody could then come in on the enemy as well it's just a uh if it was on purpose it's just a brilliant use of your cachet and knowing who you are yeah um, and if it wasn't on purpose I still think it was I still think it was okay so I actually I like to say, I like the way he handled it we saw the play in the Super Bowl where Tom waved off Arians like I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next game here, Texans twenty at the Bears twenty three. I don't want to spend too much time on this one. The Bears though, kind of like Lamar, they need to pay Roquan Smith. Like I don't know what what the deal is here. He's like the only good player on their defense and they won't pay him. And I have no idea why. But just like Lamar, he can come to the Lions if he wants. I got no problem with that. He's a linebacker. Um, well, you don't have to pay him a fortune, but you still got to pay him. I think he's asking for a fortune. Well, maybe you do have to pay him because without him, they're going to 87 points a game. Yeah. Um, Cleve, do you happen to know Justin Fields' stat line? <laughs> <laughs> Nine for 13, 184 yards. That's way too nice. That's way too nice. Eight of 17 for 106 yards. No touchdowns in two picks mm. in and a he win. Completely broken right mm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That they're they are two and one and they have no their offense is completely broken. It's gone. It's it's out of here. Um, they do have one good thing going for them though. Khalil Herbert uh came in for David Montgomery, who got a high ankle sprain. Herbert goes for 20 carries, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. I do have 26% Khalil Herbert, best ball mania three. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, but most importantly, Cleve, what round was Khalil Herbert drafted? Third. Sixth. 
because Six. it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just take a running back and you put him in. Um, and so he did good. Scott, any notes on this game? Uh, just uh, Justin Fields, um, the pr- the amount of pressure that he's bringing on to himself and also the offensive line struggling. It's just a bad combination of things. But it's a little bit, and it's a longer conversation than we, than, than we have time for today. It's just a little bit like the things that concerned people who looked at Fields the way I did pre-draft are fully uh, – it's a – it's a blaring red light with the way he's playing right now, which is holding onto the ball too long, creating pressure for himself, and then just not able to uh, do things with his legs to, to get out of the danger he finds himself in. But again, he is what he is. I don't know that the bears are helping him much. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure that Equinemius St. Brown and Vellis Jones are just busting wide open downfield. Even Mooney is yeah. is having a kind of a very down year. Yes, you know, and Cole Komet has not emerged. It's just it's a horrible offense. It's just this. Yet they're two and one. Uh, Cleve in this game, Cole Komet had two catches for forty yards. They've played three games. How many catches and yards does Cole Komet have on the season? That. That line. Yeah, it's exactly right. Third <laughs> game, he finally just showed up. That is that is exactly right. Um, yeah, that offense just sucks in general. Even with that being said, that's really bad for Fields. Like he needs to be better, even if that team is trash. Yeah. All right. We already talked about the Jaguars and the in the Chargers. Cleve Rams 20 at the Cardinals 12. What week does Cliff Kingsbury finally get fired, Cleve? Well, it might be the week after Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty comes out, which that was last week. Okay, so so then yeah, he he he's probably gonna be the first casualty. What is their buy? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. The week um, after their buy. <laughs> I mean, that's what whenever it is, that's probably good. Unless it's a super late one. Unless they have yeah. like the 14th. You know, you would think after doing all these drafts, I would know when their buy was, but but I don't. Um, but that's a good that's a good call. Um the thing though about this game is that the Rams were also not very good. I their offense is struggling as well. They scored 20 points in this game. I think Buffalo, Philly, or Baltimore would have put up 45 in this spot, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh the Cardinals are uh struggling on uh you know on the defensive side of the ball and <laughs> it's just you know, it's ugly. It's just ugly. It's not working. I know they're missing. Uh, I know they're missing Hopkins. It's just even w- even with Hopkins, it's just uh, you know this offense is not what everybody thought it was supposed to be. Yeah, they're missing. They're missing Hopkins. But Marquise Brown, fourteen catches for one hundred and forty yards. Greg Dorch, uh, your boy Cleve. Greg Dorch, nine catches for eighty yards. So, like, they have 23 catches between two wide receivers, and Dorch is probably a dust ball, but it's what they got right now. Yeah. You know, this, I mean, Kyler Murray, 37 of 58 for 314 yards, two carries for eight yards. But let's start running Kyler more. <laughs> like, that seems like it might be the first and, like, easiest thing they can do to try to fix this, Cleef. I agree. I agree. It ain't him. It's the coach. It's the coaching sucks. Yep. Well, maybe uh, Coach Bannemi can fix it when he gets there. Um, 
Last thing in this game, Cooper Cup, four catches for 44 yards, only the second time with Matt Stafford that Cooper Cup has less than 90 yards receiving in a game. It's crazy. He was, he was pedestrian, huh? Yeah, he did have a rushing touchdown. Scored an end around, so he still still got the still got the end zone. But it was a nice yeah. play. Yeah, but four for forty four. You look like Brock Bowers. Um, for four <laughs> for forty four. Next game here, the Packers fourteen at the Bucks twelve. And I have a note here. I'm afraid to say it live on YouTube, but I'm oh. going to say it. Both of these teams are frauds. It's it's hard not to. I mean, I, I mean, what a what a letdown! What a letdown yeah. for 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 those two quarterbacks that we we may this may be the last time we see them both face off. Please, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm dead serious. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, what a letdown of a Sorry. game. Save me, Jeebus. Yeah, I really, uh, I would like it to be the last time they ever play each other because I. These teams could only make the playoffs because their divisions are not that strong. These teams are not good. They are fraudulent teams. Their wide receivers between them in this game. Cleve Cole Beasley signed on Tuesday and had four catches in this game for Tampa Bay. For how many yards? I, I don't know. Four? It's Cole Beasley. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Russell Gage have like 11 or 12 catches for like 80 yards? Something like yes, that? he did. 12 catches for 80-some yards. For, for Russell Gage. Um, but Russell Gage is Russell Gage. He's perfectly fine. He's yeah, he like is the dust ball line. He's slightly above it. Like he is just above the dust ball line. Rapidly accelerating beyond the dust ball line, though, is rookie wide receiver Romeo Dubs for uh the Green Bay Packers. Eight catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown in his first real extensive playing time here. And I think the Packers may have actually found another good wide receiver. He's not gonna be Devontae Adams. But I think they do actually have somebody with him. And the what last Lazard have, uh, he had a touchdown. Yep, I, I saw he scored, but I don't yeah. know what, how many catches or uh, yards. Well, he yeah. could have had that many catches in the yards. The two teams scored twenty six points total, yeah. so it couldn't have been couldn't have been too great. But he did. Lazard did get in the end zone. Uh, last note I have on this game, Cleve, is that it looks like Brady probably tanked his marriage to lose to the Rams by thirty in the wild card round. Thoughts? Man, I, He's I been living high for a long time, man. The water will always find its level. It just does. Yeah. Uh, Paul asking if Christian Watson is still in the phantom zone. Christian Watson missed this game uh, with an injury. So he that he did not play. Sammy Watkins is on, is on IR now. Uh, Cleve, I know you're really heartbroken about that. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins was your guy. Randall Cobb had a couple catches this game for you, Cleve. Man, he... That's a <laughs> he's on a buddy contract. I need my guy in here. Uh four catches for Cam Brait for the Bucks. Wow. Yeah, basically these teams are basically the Bears, but they have a <laughs> Rodgers and Brady. <laughs> but these teams, these teams are bad. This game was bad. These teams are both fraudulent. They might both make the playoffs, so I don't want making the playoffs to be um a measure of their fraudulentness. Yeah. But neither of these teams will win a playoff game. They will both lose in the wild card round unless they play each other. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the Buccaneers, they've got to resolve what's happening with that offensive line if they're going to make any, mm -hmm. if they're going to have any chance to make the playoffs. 
Yeah, and they're going to get Evans back from suspension. They're going to get Godwin back at some yeah. point. Yeah, they're going to look better, but Tom Brady looks miserable and checked out. Yes, he does. Um, and suspiciously like Kevin Bacon now, but that's not here or there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, he just looks he just looks checked out, and I just I I'm so ready for both these guys to just be gone. But these teams are frauds. Next game, uh, second to last game we got here, the Falcons 27 at the Seahawks 23. This is a very fun game between two very bad teams. Cleve, the Falcons won. Do you think Kyle Pitts was involved, and do you think that could be related? Yeah, I think I, I think your call down to the down to the stadium there on game day morning. They they took did your you advice. Make it all, Dave? I did. I did. <laughs> I um did they answer? Uh, no, it turns out customer service at Home Depot is terrible. I could not get through to Mr. Blank uh, as, as hard as I tried. Um, but Kyle Pitts, five catches for 87 yards. I mean, this dude is a monster. Involved him in the passing game. He still only ran a route on 60% of Mariota dropbacks because he is a good blocker. But who cares? You only have two receivers. You have Drake London, who's awesome, and Kyle Pitts, who's awesome. Then you have Kaderil Hodge and Olamide Zacchaeus, who are Kaderil Hodge and Olamide Zacchaeus. <laughs> so use Parker Hesse to block. That's a real person, Cleve. Use Parker <laughs> Hesse to block and have Kyle Pitts, who's awesome, go catch the ball. Ben made a joke earlier he should coach the Lions. I could not coach the Falcons, but I could at least just call four verts all the time and throw the ball to Pitts in London over and over. Yeah, I mean, would, how about putting those guys on the same side of the field and just running pick routes and throwing quick slants? I mean, it's like... Isn't, isn't it in the Bible? You can't do that. <laughs> isn't that one of the commandments? Really? I mean, it's been a long time, but... Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> we look it up in uh, Leviticus 4.2. <laughs> yes, yes. According to Leviticus Chenault 21.14. <laughs> that... Always run the rub route. That thou shalt not play two six foot five players that run four four forties on the same side of the field. And when you do, you should not run pick routes. <laughs> Unfair to the defense. Yeah. Oh. Cleve is worried that he's going to hell now for being associated with this podcast. I uh, too late. I'm sorry, Cleve. I would offer to put in a good word for you, but I don't know that it's going to help. <laughs> Cleve, any additional thoughts on the Falcon Seahawks game, or was it just two shitty teams and that's it? Yeah, I, I had I had no dog in that fight. <laughs> My only dog was Kyle Pitts, and so I like I like that. Um, last game of the week, we had the Monday night game last night. We had the Cowboys twenty three at the Giants sixteen. Cleve, did you see the CD Lamb awful drop early in the game? Mm-hmm. And then did you see the CD Lamb insane touchdown catch at the end of the game? Yeah, he got in his own head. He had to make it up. He had to make it up. How does the same player do both of those things, Cleve? <laughs> you're on you're on a prime time game, standalone game, and you drop a would be touchdown. Short you, touchdown. Yeah, you want to you want to kill yourself at that point. <laughs> like because, help Cooper rush, please. Yeah, because if if they would have lost by six or seven, that was that's what happened. You know. Yeah, it was just. Just terrible. Scott, my question for you. Zeke had 15 carries for 73 yards, and he did fall in the end zone one time. Tony Pollard, 13 carries for 105 yards. What is it going to take for Pollard to get 17 carries and Zeke to get six? 
uh, for the Zeke contract to end. Boom. Boom. That's it. It's money. Yeah, it's money. Yeah, that's why he's out there. That's why he was out there hurt last year. Yeah, but you got to yeah. pay him anyways. So huh? the money spent. Let's just try to win some games. Not not with Jer. That money ain't spent. <laughs> yeah, no. They're, Zeke is their guy until he, they're not paying him anymore. And then at that point, Pollard could probably be a little on the washed side of things. Well, he won't and be washed, but Pollard's just, a free agent after this year, too. And they're going to pay him. They're going to, Dallas is going to pay him. Uh, you don't think he might walk? Um, you wouldn't just walk up to Buffalo or Kansas City if you're him? Like, enough of this shit? Yeah, I mean, if you had that opportunity, sure. It's just, yeah. I would think that Dallas might offer him more money than anybody else will because that's just how Dallas goes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a Jerry move, right? Like, we had to make it right because he's our guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I know you're right. It's just so disheartening because Tony Pollard is really fun to watch. Cleve, mm-hmm. one final note on this game, the last game of the week. Next, After next week, either the Giants or the Bears will be 3-1. and one. Damn, that's crazy. Because they're 2-1 and one and they play each other. That's uh, crazy. The, the Giants and the Bears play each other this week? Uh-huh. We're going to see some high-quality quarterbacking in this game. <laughs> two, two completely broken quarterbacks. <laughs> and I mean broken. Yes. You're going you to come in second. <laughs> We're going to see a top. Who will have more catches for more yards, Kenny Galladay or Bellis Jones? Um, I'm going to say neither. They're yeah, it's a true question. Zero. The limit does not exist. <laughs> neither of them yes. are, are going to, are going to felt, have anything. I felt bad for Danny Dimes that when he would get set, there were guys in his lap. Like that, that, that rookie got his ass handed to him on national TV. Yeah. Yes. It happens. Welcome to the NFL, buddy. Yep. He got beat. Like, and I'm like, 34 dropbacks. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking up 24 pressures, 34 dropbacks. That is, <laughs> man. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. There should be something in the book check. of LaVisca about that. There, that should yeah, not be crazy, bro. The that's book crazy. of LaVisca is the thing. <laughs> oh. Now we're on political football. Now <laughs> uh, so looking ahead uh, quickly to next week, I actually have not looked at the schedule next week yet. This is a blind look for me, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, besides the Giants and the Bears, I saw that floating around. So we have the Dolphins at the Bengals on Thursday night. That could be a really fun, a really fun game with all those receivers. You could see this having like a thousand yards of offense. Yep, two teams in the forties. Or both offensive lines completely break down and there's 37 sacks. <laughs> oh, Cleve, we got a London game. Vikings at Saints. You going to get up early for it? What, 9 o'clock in the morning? No. 9.30? Yeah, no. I'll be up. I'll have my lineups. I'll have 150 showdown lineups going for that game. Lord help me. <laughs> yeah. Um, half Justin Jefferson captain, half Chris Olave captain, I'm sure. And then Mark Ingram will run for two touchdowns, and that'll be that. Um Seahawks at Lions. Lions better win that one. The Jets are at the Steelers. If we could please get Kenny Pickett to start this game, because I think Zach Wilson's coming back this week, according yeah. to Max Salad. So, yeah. Oh, uh, the aforementioned Bears at Giants. The Titans play the Colts. I don't even want it on a red zone. Just, just yeah, that should be like a simulcast or some shit or smoke signals sending in. Who, who the fuck cares? 
they should get the XFL team to like practice their broadcast um, by using the Titans and Colts because if they mess it up, nobody's going to see it. Um, <laughs> you in the pregame that early, bro? Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben Ben will pregame the pregame. He is not. He, he does not play. He is. He's, he's a good. Uh, he's a good Michigan State kid. He's not a. Uh, he's not missing a chance to pregame. Um, Chargers at Texans. We got another L coming for the Chargers. Uh, let me see here. Just going through real quick, real quick. The Jags are at the Eagles, so the Jags are coming down to earth real fast. Here we go. Here we go. Bills at Ravens. Cleve, real quick. Who do you just got? Bills at Ravens. I got Ravens, man. I got Scott? Ravens. Oh, boy. That's tough. Um, I would say I would take Baltimore there, too, but not very comfortably. Uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one, too, only because, Cleve, we're supposed to get hellacious rain this weekend, although I don't know when, but at some point. Yeah. And no, the game's in Baltimore. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Baltimore is not ne- like right next to D.C., it's only, but it's only 25 miles away. If we're getting like a huge downpour here, that really does play into the Ravens' hands more than mm-hmm. the more than the Bills. So I'll take the Ravens as well. So, great. We all took the Ravens, so. Kiss a death. Yeah, and we all we all better get comfortable with our fantasy lineups and and just our NFL mentality with this hurricane. Things are gonna get moved. Yes, are. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we can get Tuesday football next week, and we can Possibly. do the show while, with the game going. There you go. Oh. Yeah, to end the fantasy week. So Scott, and I can just sit here cussing at the show while Cleve's trying to break down game film or something. Um, <laughs> uh, Cardinals at the Panthers and the who's going to get fired first bowl. Okay. The Broncos at the Raiders, and the one of these coaches has to get a win bowl. That's how you get fired first bowl, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although the Broncos do have two wins, but they feel like they're 0-3. And if we're going, like, more vibes than, like, standings, they're 0-3. Am I right? Yeah, and, yeah they're 0-3 in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ugly, yeah. ugly. Uh, the kids would say they have mid-wins. Um, <laughs> it's mid <laughs> Scott Scott mean? got that one. Scott got that one. Grandpa Cleve might not get that one yet, but no. Scott got that one. Um uh Patriots at Packers ten years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. That's a, that's a dog Jones, shit game. I, the Packers Damn. are gonna roll there. Like three, four fucking bad games already. Yeah. Yeah, and I skipped a couple too. You want to talk about commanders at Cowboys? No. Cooper Rush got to be three and oh. <laughs> <laughs> MVP. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do have one good game though. Sunday night we have the Chiefs at the Bucks, which the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl, I declared them fraudulent after the Chiefs beat them like thirty-eight to nothing or something. Yeah, they beat the shit right? out of them. Yeah. And then the Bucks played nobody and went on a winning streak against nobody. I, I need I need the Chiefs to really come through again. I need the Chiefs to win this game by twenty-one points. And Cleve, Monday night, we get Jimmy G in prime time again. Rams at 49ers. God, this is an awful week of games, man. <laughs> Although I love that matchup. Uh, that matchup is, is intriguing because of the NFC championship against the reboot of that. It's it should be a good that should be a good game. You could tell Scott Coach's offensive line. <laughs> He's like, this game's gonna be great, even without Trent Williams. Yeah. I, I, who steps in? Aaron Donald is going to step into the backfield. Clearly, yes, he will. <laughs> yeah, 
the 49ers might score three points in this game. Who, he, he Who's my boy Jacoby playing this week? Uh, they are at Atlanta. Oh, my God. Awful games. Awful, awful, yeah. awful. Yeah. I mean, some of the games – so the Thursday night game, Dolphins-Bengals could be fun. Um, Seahawks-Lions could be fun. Again, like two not great teams just kind you of guys, going back and forth. You guys better beat the shit out of them. You guys better beat them. Let's hope. <laughs> Yeah, uh, forward down the field. We can lose to anybody, Cleve. Um, let's see. Bears-Giants is not going to be where it's at. Jaguars-Eagles could be good if the Jaguars are even better than we think. But there's a chance they just get crunched in this situation. Bills-Ravens, of course, that's going to be it. But, yeah, the, there are three 4, four o'clock games. Three 4 o'clock games. Cardinals at Panthers, Broncos at Raiders, Patriots at Packers. That's garbage. Yeah. yeah. Ugly. Absolute, absolute dog shit on the schedule this week. Anyways, tune in next week, everybody, when we break it all down. Yes. <laughs> break down this dog shit schedule. <laughs> no, it's the uh, it's the NFL. There's going to be some craziness. Something's going to happen. So somebody probably get hurt. It'll lead to something else. Tua will, like, lose a leg and come out and say his back hurts. You know, <laughs> there'll be, there'll be, there'll be something that happens. Um, Cleve, anything else before we go? Nah. Um, uh, I mean, it's just another weekend of bad games. Like, not all of them, obviously, but I mean, yeah, I, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to the breakdown next week and what we can get out of that. Like, yeah, we're we're sifting gold out of that right there. Well, one pile. thing we could get gold out of Cleve is Kirk Cousins will be playing in London, and so for the folks <laughs> over in the UK, I don't Sorry, know if you can. Hello, my Berber. Hello. <laughs> you missed it, Scott. You missed it. Hello, my Berber. Hello, my love. good. I was, Scott, I was dying last week when he just busted out this Michigan J frog. Basically, his uh, Kirk Cousins isn't good. Anybody's watching him. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, my God. Like, I, because he's over here doing the dancing frog thing and i'm like i should probably try to host the show but i can't stop laughing so i'm trying to pull away from the microphone because i'm losing it every week um, then just just make the request that's I'm fine learn, i'm actually gonna learn the song i'm gonna learn the song can you like, so that's how we save the show next week is you, you do the whole thing <laughs> just every single game you describe in the michigan j frog uh uh tone so uh, which I'm not even about to try to do, especially when it's recorded. I can't sing. I can't do impressions. <laughs> I will probably inadvertently do like some racist accent. So I'm just not even going to try. It, it caught him so off guard. He only could laugh. Like he was yeah. just so off guard. I couldn't even like, find, I couldn't even find my thoughts. I actually forgot last week. Like we just skipped the Bengals Cowboys because I was so out of sorts. <laughs> I just missed the game. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, man. When he knows no looking deal. MVP. <laughs> You look at him, oh. he's like, Burp. man, un Crazy. unbelievable. Uh, Scott, anything else before we go? No, we're good. Uh, we're good. Uh, I only have one thing. Uh, the NFL is getting rid of the Pro Bowl. This is a Thank this God. is a bummer. The Pro Bowl was a DFS gold mine. I've been so profitable on the Pro Bowl really? the last few years. How? Yes, because Profits? there's only because there's only two tight ends per team. 
and each offense has to have one on the field at all times. You can never take a tight end off the field. So there's your captain, right? Yes, because the tight ends have to play so much, right? Because they rotate all the players. Yeah. But there's only four total tight ends. So you just captain the four tight ends, and they were never the most expensive. And you just crush everybody else. Like, legitimately, this decision is going to cost me like four figures a year. Wow. That's so, disappointing. Yeah, I was not happy to hear this. Um, uh, I don't know if that's the main reason to be upset about the Pro Bowl going away, if there's if there even is a reason. But uh, I was a bit upset about that. They're going to replace it with the skills competition of flake football game. Cleve, you'll be happy to know that Peyton Manning is hoping to design and produce the broadcast. Yeah, they, it'll be they, fun. <laughs> it'll be more like he needs any more money. Jeez. It'll be mayo tastic. exposure. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. <laughs> he's, in a, he's NFL royalty, man. He they ain't going yeah. nowhere. Yep. <laughs> uh well, given that royalty is now King Charles, I'm not sure that that's the comparison that uh <laughs> that doesn't mean what it used to mean a couple weeks ago. Let me tell you. And by the way, our listener in the UK has not returned still. Oh, wow. So yeah. uh right, right. And so what did Donald Rumsfeld say? The absence of evidence is proof the Queen was a listener. I don't know, something like that. Um, anyways, uh, we'll see everybody next week. We'll break down this week four games, any other news, anything like that, that comes out, we're going to talk about, we will see everybody, uh, next week. Peace. See you guys. Have a good week.